Hello, and welcome to the Humumu Halloween Home Horror Hoedown. The podcast where we watch 31 horror movies throughout the hallowed month of October. Ranging from the critically acclaimed to film school projects gone gruesomely awry. And we take them all way too seriously. I'm your host, Mike Hommel. And I'm your host, Sully Hommel. Now warning, we use a ghoulish number of spoilers, so watch the movies first. Second warning, we don't know anything about anything, so don't take us seriously while we take these movies seriously. Today, we are going to talk about the movie The Scare House. It's from 2014. We watched it on Amazon while we were tucked away in our bedroom cuddling our new kittens. Um, because we were scared. Were we? Were you scared? Soli, I want to say something to you. Do you? Bring it. I'm always really excited to come in here and do our little chats about these movies. I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun. We're going to talk about movies. Yes. This is the first time I can remember dreading it. I'm just like, I don't want to talk about this movie. That is so funny to hear you say that because... About a third of the way through, I think I even said something to you about like, oh, this movie. About a third of the way through, I thought to myself, we could just stop. We don't have to watch this whole movie. We could just watch something else. But I decided not to say that. I mean, the point is to cover the gamut. Right? But this movie falls into a very specific category of movies that there are so many different kinds of horror movies and I will watch almost all of them. I don't necessarily enjoy them, but I will watch them and and find some sort of, you know, entertainment or meaning or something behind them. I know. I mean, we've been doing this for years now. Years. This is one of those movies that falls into a category that I don't even want to tell people about this movie. I don't want people to know this movie exists or movies like this because I don't feel like this movie. No, that's not right. I was going to say I don't feel like this movie adds anything to the world. It obviously adds something to the world. Everything does that. I personally don't think that what this movie is adding to the world is something that is necessary to be added to the world. And I don't say that about very many creative forms. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even say that this is really a very bad movie. No. It was okay, but I just don't care. Like, I, I don't care. The thing, oh, so by the time we got to the end, I was like, oh, I think I know how I'm going to rate this. And then mm. I thought... I'm going to feel a little bit bad about giving it the rating that I want to give it because I can tell that effort went into this. Yeah. Like, okay, so we haven't even summarized this movie. Our poor <laughs> listeners are like, what is going on in the scare They're house? They're supposed to watch the movie first. That's the rule. <clears throat> you know that they don't. <laughs> I know. I know. In you fact, control listeners. In They're fact, like cats. Dear listeners, if you watch any of the movies that we've told you to watch or that we've talked about, tell us in the comments somewhere because I would be fascinated to find out because most of the feedback I've gotten is I don't like scary movies, but I like listening to you guys talk (laughs) about scary movies. Yeah. Yeah. It is more fun if you've got the the insight and you can be like, yeah, me too. So, okay. I'm going to rewind a bit and give the summary of this movie. This is a movie about Elena and Corey, two girls who just were released from prison, I think, after being convicted of, like, the wrongful death of a 
college boy mm-hmm. because they pulled a prank on them on on him that involved in him dying you know with roofies and stuff like it was a bad deal they they did a bad thing but these girls were part of a sorority group or they were like pledging to a sorority group when this bad thing happened and the sorority group completely threw them under the bus very completely like thoroughly like it was part of their pledge they're hazing basically you know like i feel like there's a difference between pledging to a sorority (laughs) and being hazed to get into a sorority i I suspect most sororities and fraternities do both but i do see a distinction so because this happened the girls who were already actually in the sorority completely disavowed all knowledge of what was going on and blamed these two girls elena and Corey, for everything washed their hands of it and were just like, nope. And in fact, by the end of the movie, we find out that not only did they say that, but they also, like, the one girl who was truly afraid of being, like, found guilty of this or, you know, having, being caught being a part of this, her rich daddy paid all the other sorority girls to keep their mouths closed. Yeah. So it was like a conspiracy. It was. Quite literally. So the movie is Elena and Corey having just gotten out of prison after serving this time and getting their revenge on the other sorority girls. One by one. Yeah. Well, one by one over the course of one night. Yes. Rapidly one by one. So how did they go about doing that? Well, Solange, they created something called the Dash Scare House. There's no Dash. Are you sure? No, I'm not sure of anything at this point. Okay. <laughs> it's the scare house, which was a haunted house that, you know, they were letting... It was weird because they were letting regular people in. Which was actually <laughs> clever because that meant that there were a steady stream of people. So it wasn't suspicious that people were showing up. And there were a steady stream of people being scared and making a lot of noise. Yeah. So that it was like, it was okay that there were screams and chainsaw noises happening. Yeah. So while that was going on, they were letting in the sorority sisters mm-hmm. also and sending them on their own secret little path to where they would then get jumped and killed, basically. Yes. Or sometimes not killed for a while. Yeah, it was interesting. They like went right to town on the first girl that showed up. And then others, like they locked them in the basement for a while or tied one of them up on a ch- to a chair and like left her on display where the other people coming through could see only they were like, ha ha, your acting is terrible. Like, you know, they thought she was part of the house. Yeah. There was variety. There was a lot of variety. I will say that for this. Well, specifically, this was something I don't think they did very well, but maybe it's just me not being smart enough for this genius movie. What they did was they they identified a trait of each girl, a central issue of each yes. girl, and tortured her appropriately. Starting with the anorexic girl, they put her in a corset and then cranked that thing so tight that it killed her. Yes. Well, it didn't actually kill her. They stabbed her, but they were working towards it killing would, her. It, it would have eventually killed her. They just sped up the process. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that too. In fact, and I was, I was always writing my notes. I was like, oh, victim one, and I was making a note of the name. And mm-hmm. and then I realized, oh, they're each going to have this thing yeah. that they don't like about each girl, and then it's going to be related in some way. But I agree with you. They established that as the structure of the story and then failed to follow through on yeah, it. Yeah, it was really loose and 
some of them just didn't make any sense. Like, eventually they had Caitlin and Shelby. They forced them to have a pillow fight, only they didn't really force them. They kind of just gave them pillows and were like, mm-hmm. we're leaving. Have a pillow fight. And everybody <laughs> knows that if you put two college-age women mm-hmm. in a room with pillows, they're going to have a pillow they fight. A sexy pillow fight. <laughs> well, I guess. I mean, they were scantily clad. They were, but didn't work out too well because the pillows were filled with powdered acid, which both of us, we discussed during the movie, thought meant that they were going to get hallucinations and be trippy. Yes, I assumed like powdered LSD. (laughs) Yes, but it was actually acid and it burned their skin and at first made them itchy and then was like burning their skin off and killing them. And yeah, they kept doing it anyway, because that's, you know, once a pillow fight starts, it's got to, it's to the death. It doesn't matter if your facial skin is actually peeling off, like fading away because of the acid, you are going to continue attacking the other girl who is also going through the same thing Mm -hmm. with said pillow that you know is the source of the acid. Also- That made no sense. Also, neither one of them died from the acid. They were both shot. Yeah, they went back in and shot them. So this, (laughs) the movie actually sort of lampshades this idea when they're talking. So so a a drunk guy who's supposed to be on the paying guest side of the house finds his way over to the we're actually murdering sorority girls side. And Pori gets mad at Elena. Elena is the person who designed the whole house. She gets mad. And Elena's defense is and i wrote this down this is applied engineering as a it's a fourth year class you know i've only have textbook theory for half a semester huh what i mean she was asking a lot of her to be doing this especially they kind of threw this part out but she's also been in prison for two years First of all, why wasn't she continuing her education in prison? That is the best use of your time. I mean, perhaps that's how she managed to finish all the theoretical aspects of <laughs> it. But it's hard to do applied yeah, engineering. They don't let you use a prison. lot of hammers in prison. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I guess I've never been through an applied engineering program, but I have gone to college mm-hmm. and I did get a degree that involved both theory and practical application of what I've learned. And I don't think the distinction between the two is as concrete as the writer of this movie would like us to believe. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the gist of the point remains strong. She did not finish her college education. Right. She's not ready to build a haunted house. Right. So you learned it from the scare house, everyone. Finish your education. Yeah. School is important. This movie had a theme and a message. <laughs> Um, Okay, so uh, I like that you said that because this movie did have a theme and a message. I'm about to take this movie way too seriously unless you have something else you want to say. I mean, I don't care. Like, I have notes, but I don't care. I'm ready to be done with this movie. Proceed. All right. The theme and message of this movie was, I hate women. 110%. (laughs) That's all this movie was about. It was cleverly disguised as... A horror movie where these two women were, you know, getting revenge and almost, you would almost be convinced that there was some kind of feminist, like, message in there. But there wasn't. Don't let it fool you. This was 100% an I Hate Women movie. Specifically, I Hate College Age Women. And it was absolutely appalling how thoroughly this message 
was presented. There were six victims and the two women who were getting their revenge on these six victims. The person who wrote this script... And directed and edited. And directed and edited, yeah. Found as many ways as humanly possible to inflict pain and harm and death on these women. I will say that his sister played Corey, or maybe Elena, I think Corey, and she is credited with coming up with the story that he then wrote. Corey hates women then. I don't know. Like, I don't know what to say other than the only thing that I can come away with from this movie is that women are terrible and they should be murdered as as horrifically as possible. There was nothing else. There was not there was no other point to this movie. Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of a tried and true section of horror, you know. Yes, absolutely. And that's the thing. Like earlier I was saying, there's this one specific type of horror that I am not at all interested in. And it is the one where when I start watching it, I'm like, oh, the importance of this is not anything about the movie or the production of this movie or the story of this movie. It's that somebody was getting off on making it look like women were being hurt. And that was distinctly the feeling that I got from watching this movie. Now, that being said... That doesn't necessarily mean that Corey, the actress who played Corey, or the director of this movie were doing this intentionally. Yeah. Like, this is a thing that in our culture, and particularly, as you said, within horror movies, is it, it is a common trope. It is a, a stereotype of it. It is, it is something that is just presented to us day in and day out in American culture that women are less Women are expendable. Women, if they're not doing what they're told and and following directions, need to be put in their place. And so I don't want to suggest that these people who participated in this are overtly terrible people. But this thing that they created doesn't counter that anti-woman message in any way. No, it, it doesn't. There was one girl, Lisa, who was a fighter. Like, she went in... And everybody else was like the stereotypical sorority girl, you know, high heels, weak. Oh, no. <laughs> but Lisa came in and when they attacked her, like she fought back. She knew what she was doing. But still, like there was nothing r- real about her character. Yeah, I don't think there was anything about her character. <laughs> no, like I don't I didn't even have the idea. Like all she was was, oh, we probably should have at least one woman who's not completely incompetent. Yeah, it helps with the story. And that's it. Like, that was her whole entire role. Like, I don't even, I'm not even clear what her real role was in what happened. For a while, I thought that maybe it was going to be like she didn't take the money or she, yeah, you know, that there was some aspect where she was good in some way, what, where everyone else had made this amoral choice. But no, she, that, that wasn't it. She just happened to be a good fighter while being a terrible person. Yeah. There's a bit in there. Speaking of all the depths and power behind this movie, yes, that Jackie was the religious nut who paid them all to mm-hmm. not do this. And she's sitting there in a bathtub holding a blow dryer mm-hmm. above her head, trying not to drop it in the water and kill mm-hmm. her. And she's trying to rationalize to them what she did and why it's okay and all this. And it was uh, it was an interesting bit of it felt very true to life and to 2020 of coming up with an explanation why this completely immoral act 
is moral because of religion. You know, I did this thing, which you know is wrong, paid people off to to lie about somebody and get them in trouble. Mm -hmm. But it's okay because God really needed me to succeed and he didn't care about you. And like, there's this, Mm -hmm. she's really built this case and it's, you see it. You see it in the world. It was that idea that I had to get away with it. I couldn't be held accountable for what I did because it would ruin my life to be held accountable while completely disregarding the fact that what she's doing is actively ruining the life of someone else to avoid ruining her own life. Those lives aren't important. Those aren't the ones that are destined for greatness. Apparently. Which, again, goes right back to my American culture disregards the lives of women in, in so many areas. You know, this has been a thing for decades and decades, obviously. I mean, I I was just reading stamp from the beginning and it mentioned Anita Hill, you know, there's so many times like they couldn't not let Clarence Thomas become a justice because that would ruin his life. Never mind the fact that he had ruined, well, had tried to ruin Anita Hill's life, had impacted her ability to be successful or, you know, Bill Cosby doing what he was doing and how many women could have been successful in the entertainment industry and weren't because of what he did or what Kevin Spacey did or what Louis C.K. did, you know, like so many of those men. And, and their argument is always, but you're ruining my life by holding me accountable. Yeah. Don't do that. And part of me wants to be like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. (laughs) Or what's his name? The swimmer kid from the college. That's what I was thinking of as soon as you were talking about it. We can't punish him for rape because that might impact his swim career. But does anybody care? Does the justice system care at all about how being raped impacts his victim? No. And like this movie just triggered all of that in me in this like very intense way. Hmm. And and really the only reason I didn't say, hey, maybe we should watch something else is because I was like, well, it will give me an opportunity to have this conversation. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get that like i i do get that like i saw it and i'm like yeah this is a misogynist movie but i didn't get you know all that visceral thing about it it wasn't Mm -hmm. like so much worse than so many other movies we've seen but at the same time it just didn't interest me like it was just not a movie i wanted to see Mm. i was like i was i was excited about seeing it beforehand i was like This is a movie that takes place in a haunted house, Mm -hmm. not an actual haunted house, but a haunted house attraction. That is what I like. I want to see that. For some reason, that appeals to me. Turns out it was not something I wanted to see. No, it it had issues. (laughs) Lots of issues. The other thing about it, and I kind of touched on this earlier when I was talking about the whole pillow fight thing. It was very, very male gaze. Like it obviously Mm -hmm. had a male writer director editor because everything about it was you know cleavage and and booty and like it was just like people took their clothes off for no reason um people took other people's clothes off for no reason that's true like it was just everything that they were doing was something that a male perspective would want them to do and as a female i was watching this and i'm like no I have not had a pillow fight with with anyone since I was like 15, possibly. Like, 
I, and I almost, before we did this, I almost went to like Twitter and Facebook to post a poll asking women to tell me when was the last time they had a spontaneous pillow fight in their underwear with other women? <laughs> when did that happen? Because I'm pretty sure it has never, ever happened. The only reason it's ever in movies is because men like to think <laughs> that might happen. It would be fun to watch that happen. Yeah. Okay. You can want that to happen, but it doesn't happen. <laughs> But really, I want it to happen while their faces are melting off. And there we get to the misogynistic part. Yeah. (laughs) It was interesting to me to note that this was another movie. We've watched multiple movies this month that have had largely female casts. Yeah. And this one felt so different. Like, Braid only had women as main characters. Yeah. Witch Hunt. Only like there were only women in that movie, mm-hmm. and those movies did not have the same sense of these women are all acting as my puppets so that I can make them do the things that I want to watch them do. It was gross. That's depending that's on how you interpret witch hunt because they <laughs> may have true. all been acting as puppets, <laughs> but they were acting as puppets to the character in the story, <laughs> like. It's just, you know, it's like how sometimes, um, like, this happens a lot with superhero movies, too. Like, there's a difference between Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel and how those movies portray the women in them, whether they're main characters or side characters, and movies like The Hulk, not with Mark Ruffalo, the original Hulk. Edward Norton. Yes. And how, like, his girlfriend in that movie was useless. Like, there was no, she might as well have not even been in that movie at all. Of course, I have other issues with that one, but you can see the difference between female characters who are created for men to look at and female characters who are created to be well-rounded, actual human beings. Sure. And I feel like like there's enough garbage out there right now. Like My mission is to have there be less garbage. Okay. Ratings. All right. Well, I've already said most of what I needed to say. Technically, and I mean, even dialogue and acting wise, there was nothing really horrifically wrong with this movie. It was not a bad movie, yeah. but it was a terrible movie and I don't <laughs> like it. I didn't like it at all. I didn't enjoy watching it at all. It reinforced things that I think do not need to be reinforced in our culture. And I, I am not for censorship. Like, I, absolutely, people can make these movies but I am absolutely also for the idea that you don't spend your money supporting things that you don't approve of. And I would not spend money on this movie. And I am going to give this movie zero incorrectly removed breast implants out of five. You mean incorrectly removed as in not the healthy way. Uh, there was no surgeon involved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm giving this movie a zero. I, I don't that is it. a shocking score. I mean, I want to be upfront about the fact that this is an emotional score, not a technical score. Yeah. But this movie earned a zero from me. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I did not expect it, but I see it. And it's reasonable. I'm not entirely sure of the basis of my grave disinterest in this movie. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it could very well be kind of that same thing, but I wasn't really directly aware of it like I was I was definitely aware that this was a man directing women it was pretty clear Mm -hmm. 
But well, I mean, you don't have the same background and and personal yeah. experience with those sorts of things. Yeah, but you know, but that so that wasn't the thing about it consciously, at least. But mm-hmm. I was like, I don't have an interest in this movie. I mean, it's not my kind of movie. It's a torture movie that I don't care about. But yeah, I just I don't know. But nonetheless, I am disinterested in this movie, and it is a competent movie. It's not one of those ones that's all trashy, terrible actors and everything. It's fine. So without further ado or reasoning, because I have no reasoning, I'm going to give it one and a half incorrectly removed breast implants out of five. Like okay. it, uh, It's not badly made. It's just shouldn't have been made. Yeah. I feel like I need to repeat again that I can see how this movie got made. And I can see why nobody making it was like, oh, there may be problems here. Like, I've been working hard to make myself aware of those kinds of situations. Because it's something that you, unless you have learned to look for them, unless you've opened your eyes to, oh, I don't think it's great that there's not a single intelligent, capable female in this whole movie. Like, you know, unless you have started to look for those things, it's really easy to miss them. I just remembered what I was thinking about throughout this movie repeatedly. This movie has a real similarity to Tragedy Girls, which is a movie we both gave a five to, as far as I know, maybe a five plus. I don't know. Really good movie, which very similar premise with the two female serial killers working together and taking things out on all their friends. Yeah. And such a different experience. So different. I really enjoyed that one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know huh. what the point of that is other than that that's a good one. This is not. <laughs> it might be interesting to, like, I mean, I probably won't do this, but it it would possibly be interesting to watch them both very closely together and actually think about, okay, because I remember that one felt like almost empowering with those two girls. Yeah. Even though they were just as horrible. They were bad people. Like it there was it was almost the same story. What made that one feel empowering and interesting and what made this one feel the exact opposite? And and honestly, to look at that and even ask myself, is it a matter of perspective? Like if I watched the other one now, would I be more aware of it being problematic? No, it's a good movie. Because it's, I mean, it's possible that that was about my perception. I don't know. It it might be interesting to make that analysis. I don't know that I actually will, but somebody, somebody should do that for some kind of thesis work. Yeah, it could be a great YouTube video. (laughs) Yes, exactly. All right. Well, we're done with this movie. I wash my hands of it. Done. We will be back tomorrow with something new. Rumble, rumble, rumble. Rabble, rabble, rabble. Peas and carrots, peas and carrots. Rhubarb, rhubarb. We're both talking, and that's good. We're talking. I'm talking. I have things to say. 